On this episode, we focus on our reaction to when people tell us what to do. I think it's very important for us to acknowledge when we do feel angry or hostility and our behavior when someone is telling us what to do and the difference between someone soliciting advice versus telling us what to do. It goes very deep in this conversation with our family on Stereo app. Tune tune in. It's a great conversation. Hope you enjoy it. Give us your feedback and follow us on www.saltycoffeepodcast.com. Hello, hello, hello. How's everyone doing? I'm going to give you a couple of minutes, seconds, whatever it is that you need. I just came out of class. Cryptocurrency. That was fun. It's interesting. So for those of you who are new, my name is Wanda, and I'm the host of Salty Coffee. For those of you that are coming back, welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're on Anchor, Spotify, uh, what else is out there? Google Podcasts and all that other good stuff. Welcome. Our website is www.saltycoffeepodcast.com. So please feel free to stop by any time. I just wanted to let you know also that, um, oh, is someone here? Okay. Hey, Shonda, how are you? Welcome, welcome. I wanted to, to let you all know that um, I'm, I'm going to try to figure out how to start the Metaverse website. If you haven't been there already, please feel free to click on the link above. But today's topic is going to be really, really interesting. If I'm talking too fast, it's probably because I'm just excited. I just finished a two-hour course with the P2G Networks with the Thomases with Ruby and Alvin. And if you haven't done so already, please, please, please go to their website and register for their courses for free on how to learn uh, how to do cryptocurrency, uh, technology. Hold on. Alexa, turn off. Sorry. Okay. Hey, TT, how are you? And they have a slew of courses that's free that I think you all should check out. And the way they do the, the way they do the registration is you go into the Metaverse um, site and you just click on the Zoom for the course that you're interested. Tomorrow they have a 10 a.m. one. Um, I really don't think you need to register. Like you just go ahead on their website, which is p2gnetworks.com. And you can go in there and feel free to just register. And their courses are good. Um, they have a introduction to crypto on Mondays, which they just started the semester, if you will. And then on Fridays, they have the wallet where they actually show you how to go and what to read on different um, platforms for cryptocurrency. And then tomorrow at 10 a.m., the course is related to tra- uh, actually doing the trading and learning how to trade. So that's where I'm at right now. 
with that. And how are you ladies doing? I might go a little bit deeper why we hate people telling us what to oh. do. Because God made us a free of free will. Like, we free will people. I don't need you. You ain't the boss of me. I'm in charge of my own life and myself and my destination. <sighs> Even though sometimes we be needing people to tell us what to do. Hallelujah. And sometimes you need to be reminded of what you need to be doing. Hallelujah. Even though you know what you need to be doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> if you're available, TT, feel free to come up. I know I don't have it for people to come up, but um, I actually don't even think I can bring you up. But yeah, um, okay, let's get right into the topic, TT. <laughs> Two minutes in. Why we hate people telling us what to do. And I'll give you a little story before we start, um, because this topic is important for me because since i can remember i never felt like i ever told anyone what to do ever and the reason why i feel that i never did that is because of this so my mom had a way of communicating with me personally and she never made me feel like anything i did around the house or anything like she I never heard her say you need to do this or this you need to do that or this is how you do this or you know like I never heard demands from her what I heard actually I didn't hear anything I I just observed and I followed suit based on what I was observing so like she cooked she cleaned she did all of this stuff and it was like sort of like a collaborative like oh who wants to do this okay so this is the list of the things that needs to get done this weekend all right you do this you do that and i never felt like she demanded us to do anything so then i started i, I didn't begin to realize how i understood the difference between someone telling me what to do versus someone showing me through, you know, you know, like experience and what they were doing by, by showing me like a role model per se. And so that was my mom. Then, you know, when you go to the doctor, you hear the physician say, hey, you have to do this, you have to do that. Then you go to school and you hear your teachers tell you, you know, you, you need to do this, you need to do your homework, you, you know, like that, that's how I felt that that's where I saw the difference between my mother living with my mom, who never told me, in my opinion, what to do versus other people like demanding stuff from me. So after a while, when you get older to me, it becomes a little interesting and kind of problematic for me because when I started to learn that people were telling me what to do, I was shut down because I didn't know how to react to it. Hey, hey Rashad. The salty coffee, why we hate people telling us what to do. Nobody 
Nobody, no matter, you know, I'd be on Zodiac signs and shit. Nobody likes that shit. You have to be smooth with instructions because if you tell somebody to do something rather than encouraging them, it does kind of, you know, seem like you're bossing them around. You are going to blow up. I'm going to blow up your messages. Um, <laughs> listen, and I just downloaded the spatial app and see what it's all about. Shout out to Salty Coffee. Always showing love. Always on some new shit. Always being encouraging and positive. Thank you, Rashad. Thank you for stopping by. But yeah, um, I didn't start hating people telling me what to do until I was married. <laughs> That's when I started, ironically enough, um, when my mom passed away when I was 19. And now I started like living outside of, you know, just being with her or with family members, you know, because even family members, I, I don't recall them ever telling me what to do. I mean, there were some maybe one or two people who tried, but it was never something that I was like, oh, okay, I have to do this, okay. But um, work and my marriage were the two places where I felt that there was, I felt that I was reactive to what they were telling me because I felt like I, it was being demanded, <laughs> like not even an expectation of what a wife should be, but it was demanding. And I think that's where we um, catch up into sort of kind of not liking it. So I have an article that I read and it talks about, for example, if you're a smoker, let's say, and you have someone constantly tell you, you need to stop smoking. You need to stop smoke. Like, really? You're smoking again? All right, what are we gonna do for you to stop smoking? All right, you tell the person, listen, I'm trying to quit, help me quit. <laughs> but you had a bad day, and here you are with the cigarette. And the person comes up to you and is like, really? You smoking again? Like, what's up? I thought you were gonna stop smoking. And I think, the way we react to that, which is what I learned in this article, is that when you're having that feeling of when someone is telling you what to do and you feel like angry, you're reacting to what they call, uh, let's see what it was, that they call it, they call it um, reactance. They call it reactance. And what happens in your brain is that when someone is telling you what to do, you're feeling that you're losing the freedom of just being you. And I think that's where we get caught up with that. So that that's one thing. Another example they gave is, let's say you tell your sister or your friend, hey, I'm trying to lose weight. I'm gonna go to the gym. You know, I'm gonna start eating better. I'm going to start drinking, but you're doing it. You're actually not going to the gym. You're still drinking <laughs> or you're still smoking. And your spouse tells you, hey, you know, I thought you weren't going to drink it. They'll take the drink from you and like literally tell you to stop drinking. And I think that's where we come in to the reactance where we can have the negative thoughts in our head, in our minds, and we feel angry and we feel hostility and even aggression, right? Because 
Auntie Titi just said, I don't like anyone telling me what to do. And that was the reactance because you feel that you will lose your freedom, that, that you have, you know, you actually fought <laughs> for, for a long time. Like you were always told what to do when you were a kid. You're always told to do when you were married, let's say, that's just an example. And I'm saying that that's what happened to you. You, especially women, we've always been told what to wear, what, what, how to dress, what to say, how to speak, how to be a good wife, whatever that means. And after a while, you start like, wait a minute, <laughs> am I not free to say what I want to say? Am I not free? And that, and that happens to a lot of people. So when we have that feeling, wait a minute, who do you think you are? And, and I started feeling that way in my late mid thirties is when I started to experience where I was like, if my mother never told me what to do in this matter, who makes you think that it's okay for you to do it? So I was very problematic at work and, you know, I was always, and this is why people say I'm an activist because, you know, I really don't like people telling me what to do, especially when it comes to me knowing what's right for me, whether that be at work, in a school setting or anywhere. And I don't do very well in situations where I am told what to do. I mean, I can be a team player and, and you could tell me what's expected of me within that team, but if, if there's something that's gonna make me feel uncomfortable, I just move out. Okay, so you're right. I blew up your messages. This is the third one, last one, promise you. Come on, battery's about to die. That spatial shit is dope. I was just walking around. You got pictures of yourself on there. I'm definitely about to do that. Yeah, you can actually create concerts in there. You can do your talks. You can have your family meetings in there. Um, you can create an awesome bar and have your music um, introduced there. It's, it's very good. If you want to learn how to monetize from it, um, those are the courses that I'm taking with the uh, breakfast with the Thomases and they've been very influential in helping me. So I help them, they help me. Um, and that's just how this works in the stereo world. You know, we help each other out, but the spatial thing is going to be new. It's going to make stereo look like shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I think going back to this, um, why we hate, and, and I think we hate it, ultimately the, the answer for me is because we have um, a feeling that we will lose our freedom, our freedom of just being ourselves, our freedom of saying what we need to say. You know, I'm a very quiet person, but I also observe and I'm very careful when I speak to people because people have told me that I'm very cold. <laughs> Believe it or not, people have told me, and, and that's not that I'm cold, I just think I'm very direct. Um, and, I, and I'm learning from my adult children that there's a way to be direct. And also, you know, I, I think some people just don't like to hear the truth, and including myself, 
but um, I think it's important for us to, when it happens, and and we, we need to acknowledge it and know that there's a way to react to it, to think about why are we feeling that way? Why do we feel that we have a freedom to lose? And, and what is the fear exactly? Hey, Salty Coffee. Hello, everyone in the uh, audience. Um, oh my God, why do we hate when people tell us what to do? Because some people are stubborn. I'm yeah. stubborn. I just had an incident last night with my boyfriend. Um, real quick, he doesn't like smoking. He doesn't smoke marijuana, and uh, I do. And I told him that I only do it on the weekends now. Well, I was talking to my friend, and she had a vape. And she was smoking the vape, and he was on my—he was in the car. I was outside my car talking to my friend, and I guess how my phone was angled on the stand, he could see like smoke coming out the window or like you can see smoke in the background while I was talking to my friend right and he's gonna be like when I get back in the car he's gonna say like oh I thought you smoked only on the weekend trying to get all smart I came at his neck maybe yes that's me being defensive but I wasn't doing anything wrong yeah and I can I can give you because I believe you had mentioned that your boyfriend was Hispanic or Latino and I can tell you right now in the Latino culture in in many cases we're we're not into smoking or doing any kinds of um you know that kind of stuff <laughs> but so the way the men think about that is that one to them is hurtful right two it can create a lot of problems if you're planning to have children moving forward so that's how we were taught we were taught that you, you can't use birth controls, you can't use drugs, you can't drink because we want healthy children. So if he, the, I guess the, the conversation when that comes up, when he's like trying to encourage you to stop, maybe you can both have a conversation to say, okay, listen, when you say this to me, uh, I'm trying to understand where is this coming from? Like, why do you feel that you have the authority well no don't say it like that <laughs> because you can't get mad at the guy he really cares about you and he's trying to understand what is the point of smoking because for us at least for me we we don't get it we don't understand why people smoke weed we don't understand why people smoke period because <laughs> it's very unhealthy no matter what it is to us is unhealthy so if you're if you're young and you want to have a marriage and children a family that's what he's thinking about so try to understand it from his point of view but maybe the next conversation can be about that what can we do to have it from like once a week or on the weekends to stop in a period what what would be the next habit whether that be working out that could be taking a class together i don't know but don't get angry because the reason why you're feeling that way is because now you're feeling you're losing the freedom to do what you want. And what you want is to have a good time with your friends and relax. So if he's making you stressful in your mind, you're thinking, damn, 
I can't do this because, you know, you love your boyfriend. You really love him. And and that says a lot that, you know, at least he's, you on, you should understand that he loves you too. And and that's important in my opinion. <laughs> but that's, that's how Latinos and Hispanic people think. We think about uh, being healthy. Now, if he's drinking, then you both need to talk about what would be compromise? Are we gonna compromise? You will stop smoking if he stops doing or telling you what to do and when to do it. Maybe something like that, that, that type of conversation. Cause you're gonna have to have it. Yes, Salty Coffee, you said it yourself. You are very direct. <laughs> straight to the point. Mm, yeah, straight to the point. And that didn't come easy for me, uh, Auntie uh, Titi. That did not come easy for me because I, I've been through a lot. And I've always been a yes person to a lot of people that didn't deserve it. So um, if I'm direct, it's not because I'm mean, and which a lot of people may think that, and I'm okay with that. But I'm, I'm really direct because I really care about people, you know. Um, I know my children one time were trying to tell me what to do. <laughs> um, and it wasn't that they were trying to tell me what to do, but it was funny the way they approached me about it, because that's another thing. How you approach people when you want to give them advice versus telling them what to do. It, it you know, let's say for instance, an older sibling, the older sibling is always going to think that they have the authority to tell you what to do and when to do it, you know? And I think that's something where parents go wrong because they always say, you know, you gotta listen to your older brother. You gotta listen to your older sister. And that's not necessarily true because sometimes the younger one is the one that thinks logically and is probably smarter. <laughs> and, and it's not into those shenanigans, you know, that's gonna get them in trouble. So I think it's the approach for me. How you approach me, about something um makes a big difference um so yeah i i don't like it when people tell me what to do i really don't um because i feel that for me it's not that i'm losing the freedom but for me it's like who do you think you are and who gave you the authority to think that you're going to tell me what to do and that includes everywhere that includes my managers my supervisors my children, you know, my ex-husband, whatever. Hey, Livewire. Hey, Brie Talks. Yeah, I'm very stubborn. I am. My mom, I can't stand it when she tells me what to do. <sighs> but I know I need guidance. I can't stand it when my boyfriend tells me what to do. I get very defensive. Mm -hmm. I just, uh, I need to work on it. I need to work on it. But, yeah, it's just a trait. I just have that trait, unfortunately. And that's fine. Um, yeah, it's very unfortunate, actually. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Especially when I do dumb things or I make mistakes. And then, like, that's what bothers me the most about myself, that I can't make the right decisions. I feel like I can't make the right decisions, so I need them mm -hmm. to, like, correct me. And then it makes no. me feel like, well, I feel like I'm not doing anything right. And it's annoying. But, uh, yeah. No, I think you're doing everything right because as, as we grow, we have to make mistakes. Parents should not think 
that just because we tell our kids, hey, you know, don't smoke because, you know, that's going to be detrimental to your health. That's not going to do it. You know, one, you have to teach from example. And two, you have to be honest with what you're telling people about what you're telling them. You know, it's not that you're stubborn. I think um, what, what, I, what I hear you saying is that when that has happened and you've made the mistake, you feel guilty because they're saying now, I told you so. So you're at least you're now acknowledging that maybe you should just listen to the conversation that people not telling you what to do, but they're giving you advice and you're taking it as, as them telling you what to do. So when, when people tell you something where you feel that you're going to lose the freedom, that's when you're going to stop and think, acknowledge it, and then say to yourself, why am I feeling this way? Why am I so angry all of a sudden? What's going on within my head that I'm feeling like they're telling me what to do? And then sit down, write it down, and then go back. You know what? You're right. Let me do a little bit of research on that. <laughs> do a little crystal, iron crystal, and let me do some research on that. Because this is the opportunity for you to know that you're just growing. You're, you're just gaining knowledge and wisdom about life. You, you, we don't come out knowing everything and it's okay. So the older people who feel that they're obligated to tell our children what to do, I think sometimes they should take the approach that my mother took, which is showing by example. My mother never smoked. She never did anything, but she died very young. She died at 52. So that's a conversation that you can have when your mom is telling you something, you know, have the conversation with her and say, you know, when you say this, what exactly are you saying? Cause you smoke too. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, I can't know why you. I can definitely say salty. Yeah, definitely. He's Hispanic. Um, yeah, <laughs> he definitely has respect for his body and he's been around people, his, his sisters, um, his one sister, like she's, she's a little, she's a hot mess a little bit, but yeah. anywho, <laughs> but, um, he's been around, he's been around it so much and so long that it's like, he doesn't want to deal with that. He don't want that around. But the thing is, I don't, why are you accusing me or assuming that I did something when I didn't? And then he kind of gets all, I feel like he gets defensive and like questions, oh, like, I thought you did this. Oh, I saw this. Okay, sure. Like, don't assume when you really. I hate that I over talk and I don't realize it that it's already hit the one minute mark, but I don't know where it stopped at. But yeah, we have a lot to work on. We have we both have triggers um we both have some insecurities so yeah but thank you something yeah no so the the psychological reactance which is the the how you're feeling when you feel that someone's telling you what to do is when your brain responds to a threat of of your freedom so when when he's 
um, saying one thing and he doesn't believe you or you're saying another, you're both feeling like you're going to lose your freedom to do what you want to do. <laughs> so maybe the conversation should be more like, okay, this is who I am. This is what I want. And let's talk about that. Let's talk about what the compromises we're going to do um, moving forward. Because really that i don't know you you're right you probably both have experienced people lying to you which is that other <laughs> that other talk my last talk was 30 reasons why people lie you know i think you were there but remember the psychological reactance is when your brain responds to a threat of your freedom and that and that's the part that you really need to look at and listen to why do I feel this way right now? And he, he, you could have the conversation with him too and ask him, why are you feeling this way right now? What's going, what's really going on? Because nine out of 10 times, it has nothing to do with you. It probably, it's probably something that he's probably doing. I don't know. But, but in order for you to clarify, both of you have to be open to communicate about that. What's going on, Salty Coffee? What's up to the listening party down in the chamber? You know what? I cannot stand to be told what to do. I <laughs> It irks me to my bones. I haven't had any type of authority figure in my life since I was 12. So exactly. to have it now at the age of 45, no. I don't want to be told what to do by my man. And I don't want to be told what to do by my boss. None of that. So that's why I make sure whenever I'm working or I have a new job or whatever... I have to be the boss. I can't because I do have a problem with authority figures. And um, don't tell me what to do. You can suggest for me to try something, but do not tell me what to do because I ain't doing it. I, I agree. And I don't think you were here when I had mentioned that, that specifically women, we've been told what to do from day one, from like even before we came out the womb, right? <laughs> So it becomes a little problematic if um, specifically your parents never did that, that you feel that now as an adult, you know, you, you know what you've been through, you know what you've done, you've been an exemplary person in your life and you've done what you feel that you need to do for someone to come in and take that again, the psychological reactance in your brain is telling you that when someone tells you what to do, it's an actual threat to your own freedom, the freedom to do what you want to do. So I think it's important for us to think about that. Uh, are they really telling you what to do? Or is it an advice? And again, it's all in the delivery because you may have adult children where they're telling you something and you feel like they're telling you what to do like mom you need to get toilet paper what <laughs> toilet paper really this is what we're doing now and you know your kid is like really in your heart telling you what to do but they're just actually just giving you the list <laughs> that just in case you come and stop by a store just bring the toilet paper but again it's the delivery to me is the delivery on how we speak to each other. And I think 
we've lost that some somehow through technology um, where you know we're so used to doing the texting or we're doing you know I don't know uh, the love language if you will but I think if we have to stop and think why is that why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling when this person is telling me that and and a hundred percent of the time is because you're feeling threatened of your freedom to do what you want to do because as an adult and you're an American citizen um, you have that right as a woman at today in this age to do what you want to do peace and blessings peace and blessings to you salty coffee that's that queen how are you sorry I'm late uh, uh, for some reason, I jumped into a show with Alien Priestnum before 9 o'clock. And when I looked at my clock, I said, man, hey, brothers, I got to go. Y'all excuse me for a minute. If y'all still here when I get back, man, I'll come back and join y'all. Uh, so please forgive me for being late. Um, there's really no excuse. I know the show is the bomb. And salute to everybody in the foundation, all the heavy hitters that's in the foundation. Uh, but I'm here and I'm listening. Let's go. The question is, do you hate people telling you what to do? Hey, Icon, welcome. You're never late. I mean, you're there to support other people. That's understandable. And you could have stayed over there. That's fine. I won't tell you what to do, but okay. Thank you for, for stopping by. I think uh, in, in, in listening thus far and the, the, the short amount of time that I've been listening and what has been said thus far, um, I think that upon the, the construct, we're all, we have all been told what to do. Again, we come into a world where we have no control. We're not the architects of anything um, that has been designed for our lives. And I think it's problematic to the point to where when you start to discover some of the things that you're going through, the detriments of it, and having a sense of I'm not in control when you finally realize, man, I should be able to have some kind of control over my life. And I think a lot of the time we miss that point and we make it a man or a woman thing or, or this, that, that, and the other. When in actuality, we've all been denied. Absolutely. And and my whole point is that, um, yeah, I didn't want to go into gender, but specifically Latino women and women I'm sure across the world have been more controlled than anyone else <laughs> um, from day one. And I don't know if you were here when I mentioned that, but what I had mentioned earlier was that growing up with my mom, I never felt that. I never felt that she, what she did was a hundred percent teaching me by example. Because if you want your children to become what you expect them to become, you have to live and teach by example. So Shonda had mentioned that her boyfriend gets mad when she smokes, you know, and I think we need to communicate in that manner of showing each other by example. Um, if there's no trust in, in the relationship, then they need to have that conversation and teach them by example, you know, by examples, literally. 
But the whole idea is that, yes, we have been told all of our lives what to do. And when is the cutoff point where we understand it that, okay, I'm no longer 18. I graduated from college. I'm not attached to my parents. I'm out. To then have people still telling you what to do is problematic. And, and again, it's a psychological reactance in your brain that tells your brain <laughs> that um, as a response to a threat of your freedom. And that's just basically it. Not only that, but it also triggers a response, like, for me at least. I can only speak for me. Like, mm -hmm. if I don't know the decisions that I make, like, I don't make the proper decisions for my life. That's my thing. It's like, I've been choosing and deciding shit to do in my life by myself. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't need nobody coming in and telling me what to do. You know, whatever decisions I make, I make. I live on it. I stand ten toes in whatever it is. And whatever the consequences are, good or bad, I live with those right. consequences. So that's the other aspect of it. It's like you're trying to make me feel like I don't know what's best for me. So, yeah, that part. Absolutely. And, and that happens to a lot of people our age where we get to a point where enough is enough. You know, I don't know what you're talking about, but... Who gave you the authority <laughs> to tell me what to do when this is how I've been living all my life? <laughs> and I've done, you know, a pretty good job. But um, again, the delivery of how we communicate is so important with that. Because as soon as we have those triggers, as you say, Brie, when we have those triggers, that's when we get like very reactive. And, and that part of your brain is going to respond. And sometimes we respond with anger. Sometimes we respond, we respond with silence. Sometimes we respond with hostility and aggression. And I think that's something that for tonight, the objective of this talk is that for all of us, when we are having that moment, that feeling, we just can stop and think about really why do we feel that way? Why do we feel that when someone is either trying to give us uh, advice or a suggestion, why do we feel that it's really like a threat <laughs> of telling us what to do? That's basically it. We've all been denied access to the power to do what we really want to do because we never really had the mentality or was given the keys to our own minds to do what we want to do we just follow instructions this whole construct is built on uh, a design to lead people uh again they give us our thoughts and when you come to that come to that point in your life where you're like i don't really want to go that way i don't really want to do that particular thing and then you try to take ownership, but I think it's a it's a slippery slope um, to the point to where when we start turning that against each other or start doing it from a position where I'm just going to rebel just because I think we have to look at the detriments also um, and, and, and try to make sure that if, if it's a control thing, you, again, you could do something about it. And I agree with Salty Coffee on that one. 
I think that communication is is key in a lot of different ways. And I, I feel people should be free to really make assessments of, of their life and, and do the things that they know is right for them and can bring them peace and bring them joy. As long as not is it is if as long as it's not detrimental to yourself and to others, we should have a we should have the type of control that we need to avoid a lot of the snares and traps that have befallen all of us up under these systems and these constructs. And the, and that's my whole point for tonight's topic. So could you imagine that we already have been controlled through a system, right? So when we have an additional control, that's to for me, that's when it becomes an issue. So like, not only have we been controlled through indoctrination, whether that be religion, school, academics, you know, the work force, wherever we are at that moment, a marriage, a family unit, you know, everybody has their part to do because the system created it that way. When, when my, me, cause I can only speak for me and from what I've heard tonight, when we have additional people in our lives, giving suggestions that are really like, the way we see it is telling us what to do. We are feeling that there's a threat to our freedom. I think, again, that's where I want to elaborate on tonight's talk. Whenever you're feeling that, think about it. Stop and say, why do I feel like I'm threatened? At the end of the day, you're still going to be able to do, if, if you have your own freedom, right, to do what you want to do, at the end of the day, you can respond to the person and say, listen, this is, that's all great and dandy. You, you have given a directive, but this is going to be my response. Um, but don't, don't get angry <laughs> and kick his ass, Bree. <laughs> hey, what's up, Salty Coffee? Shout out to the room. Just listening in and, uh, oh, man, yeah, you're touching on a lot, especially in the Latin community, especially the mm -hmm. Puerto Rican community, which mm -hmm. a lot of the men are very jealous, you know, at least the men back in the day. Now, I can't speak to the new generation, but growing up, my uncles, my dad, all, and it was just like, damn, why are they so jealous? And it was really just like a, uh, uh, you know, ego part of it, but also, you know, the there was a respect thing, like, you know, you exactly. do what I, you know what I mean? Like, to the point where... Even when my grandfather was growing up, I mean, I mean, when I was growing up, my grandfather, if he was having a conversation with men in the living room, my grandmother wasn't allowed to go in. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, the whole control thing, yeah. I mean, I think when you get with somebody, you know, uh, I don't think you know. I mean, we tell each other what to do all the time if you got yeah. a partner. Uh, but it's not what you say is how you say it. You know what I'm saying? You could get somebody to do something or even boundaries, right? Like we all talk about, you know, boundaries and what you tolerate, what you won't tolerate from a partner. That's pretty much telling them what to do to be with you. And if they are, you know, they, they with it, they with it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think it becomes a problem though. Like when you get into a relationship and you have the dynamic, then all of a sudden that, that jealous insecure side comes out. And now it's like, whoa, <laughs> Especially if you came from that, you know, I've met a lot of women that had partners before me and, you know, they telling me horror stories and I'm like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Now I got to not watch how I move, but I'm like, all right, she's, she's probably going to have a lot of triggers early on before she could trust me because I'm not trying to control you. And sometimes it could seem that way if you came from that, you know what I mean, with the new partner.
Absolutely. And I think I, I, I also, I'm glad that I'm able to share the Hispanic side of, of, because even though we're Latinos, we're also born here in this country. And when you have people that come and migrate, migrate to the United States from any other country, they come with those concepts that they think that that's okay. They think it's okay to tell their wives what to wear, what not to wear, how to dress, how not to dress. And when they realize that they've now assimilated to the American women, how we flow and how we, it becomes detrimental to a lot of communities because now the men feel like they've lost their power, whatever that is, because um, in actuality, they really never had it, but they were allowed because women were raised that way. The Latina women were raised where you had to be, you know, quiet, you don't respond back, you had to have manners, you had to dress a certain way, whether you were in a religion or not, you had to be respectful. And the reason why, I'm not sure about Puerto Ricans, but the Dominicans, the Dominican men, I mean, for the longest time, they've treated women like shit, you know? Um, and I'm not saying all of them, uh, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that they had all the way until the 60s and early 70s, uh, um, even in the 90s, women were not allowed to work. They weren't allowed to have their own bank accounts. This is like a new thing 30 years in for Dominican women in the Dominican Republic. They weren't allowed to have anything. So this is where the, I guess, society today when it comes to men, they're not understanding that this is still like this for women to be able to have their own bank accounts, their own independence, to be able to do um, everything, like from cleaning the house to raising the kids, like that is detrimental to a degree, but it's even safer for her health and her uh, spirit to be able to do it in her terms, uh, in her own way. So. Bree is absolutely right. I mean, she's been taking care of her family since she was young. Um, and we heard it in the in the last um, talk for the 24-hour A&M, you know, where she had to take care of her brother. You know, and that's, a lot of Latinos had to do that. You know, we had to take care of our siblings. And to to tell, for parents to tell us that if we're the oldest, we have to take care of all the other little kids, that's insane and that's crazy, but it's it's reality for us. So when we are adults and we have anyone, whether that be in the workplace, um, in an academic setting, in a relationship, telling us what to do and not knowing how to say those things, you know, I think all of us can take some time and just do a little course here and there, Google, whatever, of how to give recommendations or suggestions within the household on how to do things. Or you can do it like my mom did it, by example. I think it's absolutely correct what you're saying. It's on how it's addressed to me. If you come to me with you know concern and with the suggestion, then I'll take it under consideration. That doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to listen. Um, and there are times where <clears throat> people want to give unsolicited advice. 
And that's when I'm like, nobody asked you. If I wanted to ask you for your advice, I would. It's the unsolicited advice that kind of just, that right there in itself, I'm like, nobody asked you. I ain't asked you for your opinion. Um, (laughs) But if you come to me maybe with a little bit more of a concerned feeling, I might take it under consideration, you know, and the approach. But um, yeah, it's about approach for me. Look at the dog. Even the dog is angry at you right now. (laughs) He's like, nobody tell Breeze what to do. But yeah, so I think it's important for us to really think hard within ourselves, again, of why we feel that way. Why do we feel threatened by someone telling us stop smoking or stop drinking or, you know, stop having sex out there or stop having, you know, multiple relationships or whatever it is, you know, why do we feel that way? But you're right. It's all in the delivery. And isn't it funny that, I don't know if this has happened to anyone who's listening, but two different people can tell you what to do, but you receive it differently based on who told you. I think that's also important for us to acknowledge because let's say your sister tells you, hey, Brie, you know, um, I saw you smoking that pack. Um, I think you, you know, should like cool it down. Do you need help on how to cut down? Do you want to go to the gym with me? And maybe that can take you away from doing that versus your man. <laughs> you know, I think we also have to think about not only what they're telling us and how they're saying it, but who's saying it too. And I've experienced that also. And in, uh, in, in my last point, for me, and I'm speaking just for me, we can, when I began to learn how to try to differentiate between when somebody's trying to control me and when somebody's trying to truly give me genuine advice or, uh, or open my eyes to something that could be detrimental to me or harmful to me, um, I learned how to just listen. You know, I learned how to just quiet myself because I think we're... We're at, a, we're at a point to where we have enough experience in life, or we should, at least we should. For me, I think I, I have enough experience to go off of, to know when somebody's trying to control me and when somebody's really trying to help me, you know, right. and where I used to rebel a lot and where I used, because I was that type of person. That's why, that's how I ended up in prison for 28 plus years because, um, because nobody could tell me anything. I wanted to do whatever the heck I wanted to do. And I was going to do whatever the heck I wanted to do. And I did that. And a lot of the times, like my like my mom, my grandma, my great aunts, they should always tell me, uh, a hard head makes a soft behind. You know? <laughs> so I think we, if we just can get to the point to where we could differentiate when somebody's trying to control us and when somebody's genuinely trying to help us. Because everybody's not coming into your life to control you. They I mean if they see your potential and if they have a, a genuine love for you or if they care about you because a lot of times we people can see things about us that we can't see. And I had to learn that like you know, I thought everything I was doing was just fine until things started to happen that caused a lot of pain in my life and a lot of pain in my family life and people around me. 
So there is a there is a difference between control and somebody trying to help. Right. And 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 yeah. And that's what this talk is about. When when can we identify when we are having negative thoughts of someone telling us something where we get angry and hostile and we have an aggression towards those thoughts and feelings? When does it become a suggestion versus uh, I told you, <laughs> I'm telling you? Um, yeah, but again, the reactance of it is your brain telling you that there's a threat there from your freedom. And, and a lot of us, you know, just like you mentioned, Icon, we, we are always from day one have been told what to do under someone else's ideals and theories. Everything we do today has not been because of what we believe is our freedom to do whatever we want. So when we just have today in, in our minds and in our thoughts, at least for me, when we just have that one little window open <laughs> where we can have our own bank accounts, we can work, we don't have to work. We can open up our own businesses. We can do investments. That becomes, you know, detrimental to us if we feel that that freedom to do what we want to do, whether we want to have children or not have children, whether we want to get married or not get married, whether we want to be single or not single. I think that's where the the people get mad and angry because you're now threatening my freedom to do what I want. It's also a fact where, you know, sometimes when people tell other people what to do, it's like, you get a sense like, why are you trying to change me though? I've been doing this for like this <laughs> forever. And now you want me to switch up? Like, you met me like this. Now all of a sudden you want me to change? Like, what's the problem? You know? So yeah, it's when you start to feel like they want you to change too. They don't do this. I don't want you to do that. Like what? You met me like this and now it's a problem? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> and and I and again, it's then you start thinking about well, what was it that initiated the connection to begin with? What was the connection? Was the connection based on lies because you just was challenging yourself or let's take what really happened in that connection initially? and work with that to identify, okay, why are you all of a sudden now threatening my freedom to do what I've always been doing all my life? What happened here? Like, or, or did you not get, take some time to get to know each other to do that? I saw this thing on Instagram that said, never take advice from, never take criticism from someone that you wouldn't take advice from. So I think a lot of times it's the unsolicited nature of things, but also yeah. sometimes you feel like the person that's giving you the feedback isn't really someone who really has the, a really holistic sort of like point of view of who you are. Um, and even right. people that you would take advice from, I think that um, quote is, has a, a asterisk next to it. Like that, and also sometimes the people, or but, that but, Sometimes the people that you would take advice from, they are not really the best people to take criticism from in terms of like, you know, 
advice to me is more of like a warm a warm sort of like um you know alternative in terms of like or a feedback and criticism is more about an overall like kind of like analysis of the behavior so i don't know hi venus thank you and welcome yeah i mean brie made it very clear like if if you're giving me unsolicited advice i'm gonna take it as you're trying to tell me what to do <laughs> point blank so but if you're having a conversation when someone comes to you and they're opening their feelings about something sometimes they're not really expecting any uh advice at all that they, they just want you to listen and that's fine but if you feel confident in telling someone what's happening to you at that time and then they'll tell you well if you want to lose weight stop eating you know because that's that, that's just an example for now and you feel offended like what what do you mean stop eating candy or stop eating cake or whatever you know and you feel threatened by that yeah that's that's that point where we need to learn why are we feeling that way why do we feel i mean you came up with your sob story about how you wanted to lose weight and you didn't you actually gained but you're still eating so when i tell you well stop eating i mean either there's you have to do something to make the change and for me it's like don't come to me because i already told you what to do <laughs> you see how that happened so you know again i think it's the threat of not having the freedom, it, it, it's just a brain thing. Cause sometimes that person is just not even trying to do it intentionally to make you feel bad or to make you feel hostile or angry. It's just how we're perceiving it. And again, it's in the delivery of how you talk to people. You know, there's many ways to tell someone what to do without even telling them what to do. Nah. I know I said I was making my last point. <laughs> I'm sorry, but th this is a great conversation, Sartre, uh, and um, thank you for having it. In uh, the commentary, Bree, salute to you and, and to everybody that chimed in um, to to give uh, the broad in the commentary based off uh, what's being said. And I will also say this here, um, you know, when it comes to control, a lot of the times, it, it, it doesn't always have to come through the form of, of speech. It can come through the form of actions. And maybe you touched that early on in the show. Uh, but it's, it's the way people do things, too, uh, uh, that can be another form of trying to control you by things or, or through their actions. So that's why I, I try to take my time. You know, again, if, if you're there to genuinely help somebody um, or partner up, you got to just... I think we just have to be careful because sometimes, um, at, le at least for me, when I do stuff, and I had to learn this, I definitely had to learn this because, you know, I've heard people tell me I'm very controlling and, you know, I'm used to having control. It's, it's give and take. At the end of the day, it's going to be some give and take. And I think those who have, uh, have stated at least, it's the way that you say it, Lothic Live while you said it, Bree said it, and we all saying it. Um, it's the way that you bring stuff. But you gotta have an open mind and you got to know what you're looking at and what you're listening to. And I think 
if it's genuine and if it's, if it's real love there, it's, it's not going to be controlling, but something to actually help you. Uh, and that's what I look for now, you know, because I, I, I know when somebody's trying to control me, and it, it's not always with words. Sometimes it can be through the actions of a person, too. Absolutely. And again, it's what I said earlier was that, you know, we we grow up with people telling us what to do from day one. Um, from our parents to our academics, through our work space, and then our marriages, and then our children. <laughs> and then later on, even our grandchildren are telling us, telling us what to do. But um, for, for my experience with my mom, it, I never felt that. I never felt that she ever like literally sat there and told us what to do. It was a, a, a lesson learned by observing her and through example. You know, she, she was very um, structured and as you can all see how I am with my website and how I do things here. Um, and that I guess, but that doesn't mean that my sister grew up the same way. So I think it's, it's all in how we see things and how we view it. And, you know, for me, if, if my mother never did it, I feel like no one has the authority to do it, to try to control or to try to tell me what to do. And that's just how I feel about it. Hey, Anita, how are you? And Venus, thank you so much uh, for stopping by. Um, Bree, I think you left in LiveWire. Thank you for stopping by. But, oh, I think he's coming back. He probably just left a message. But again, in our Spanish culture, in the Latina, at least for me in the Dominican culture, it wasn't until the 80s, early 90s, where women can actually have careers and bank accounts and, and property. So it's still pretty much new to us, you know, this whole freedom of, if you will. So I think we can all try to understand each other that, you know, how to communicate and that it's very important for us to get to learn from each other. Um, because that's just, like Auntie Titi said, yes, Salty Coffee, you are very direct. <laughs> but again, she also said that she does not like people telling her what to do. And and I haven't heard um, the men say that tonight. Rashad didn't really say it. Um, Livewire didn't really say it, but he said how the men treat the women. And Icon, you pretty much almost said it, you know, that you actually did it <laughs> but um you also said you didn't like it at all um and i think with that said i just want to thank everyone for coming over this was only going to be for an hour and please 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 feel free to visit my website www.saltycoffeepodcast.com and make sure that you check everything out um the new podcast for outside the box we're going to try something new if you click on the link above it is a spatial and it's a new way of doing podcasting and actually selling your merchandise so if you want to learn more on how to do that for free the p2g networks with the breakfast with the thomases 
on Mondays and Wednesdays at 8 a.m. in the morning. Um, they have their talks here, but that's who um, is providing the courses for free. They're from New York. And they have uh, cryptocurrency, they have internet, technology, how to get your wallets for your cryptocurrency. I mean, it goes on and on the list of, of stuff that they do. And I'm in the courses with them and I uh, just the cryptocurrency with them this evening on Fridays. Tomorrow they have the trading uh, courses, which is on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Also, please feel free to visit theicon6.com, which is my partner in the outside the box uh, talks here on Sundays at 9 p.m. This Sunday, we won't be able to talk because I'll be working a double shift um, at my regular job. <laughs> and so, but please make sure you visit his website as well. If you need help with your website, feel free to contact me at www.saltycoffeepodcast.com and send me a message and we can do a one-hour consultation for free. And then any other resources that you need after that conversation, I send it to you. And then it's all up to you from there. If you have any questions, you can always call me back. Uh, I don't think nobody likes to be controlled by anybody. <laughs> but I think we I think we still, if you don't like to be controlled, then don't try to control anybody. That's the bottom line. Um, have enough respect for each other. Be civil. Uh, and again, differentiate between when, when somebody's trying to control. See, that word control, um, when you really delve into it, that's somebody that's really trying to take over your whole mechanism of thought process that you can't do anything for yourself, even if you have the ability to do it. But when someone comes to you or come to me, I'm going to say come to me, and it's trying to do that to me, yeah, I'm going to have some kind of feelings about that because if I'm capable of doing something, uh, then I want to do it. Now, when it comes to relationships and stuff like that, give and take. It's always going to be give and take. Absolutely. I agree. But um, just to conclude, uh, if anyone has any last messages, please feel free to leave them now. But um, I think... Uh, this was a great talk, and we will have more talks like these moving forward. And if you want to meet me in the lounge, feel free to meet me in the lounge <laughs> on the spatial I.O. Um, that's where I will have the consultations for me to help you on their websites. Anything else? Anita, Auntie Titi, Icon, and Venus, thank you so much. Make sure you're all following each other. Auntie TT, congratulations for the Auntie TT stereo. And um, are you still selling your t shirt? Auntie TT has a t shirt. She is the public relations chairperson for the Lion Dynasty and also a member of ANN. She has this beautiful t shirt that was designed um, for her, and it's through the shop total life okay it's on her description or her bio for the stereo app uh, so please make sure you follow her the t-shirt is a beautiful black t-shirt with a butterfly and in the back it has the wings in purple and it's uh, it's a beautiful t-shirt so make sure you support her and congratulations on your auntie you have six months right 
for that. Gwanda, stop thinking. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You don't like to be told what to do. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just kidding. A uh, great show. Um, another one for the uh, for the books. I think this is gonna uh, definitely help open up some eyes, or at least get the conversation started as to uh, how to mentally approach, you know, this whole conversation about control. So, uh, uh, great job, Salty, and again, salute to everybody that's in the, in the foundation, and have a great night. Uh, I'm gonna stay until the end, but I'm, this, okay. these are just my last remarks for real this time. <laughs> So Icon will start his Circle of the Gods conversation, and I think that's going to be a phenomenal talk because um, if you can come back, Icon, and tell us who's going to be on your panel for the Circle of the Gods for now. And this is this tomorrow, Saturday at 9 p.m. Eastern time, or please give us some um, more information about that and what it entails. I think it's very important for us to invite our husbands, our partners, um, and anybody who's coupled up to to talk, to visit the panel of discussion with the circle of the gods. Um, the 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 people that are on the panel are phenomenal and very knowledgeable about history. Um, so I recommend uh, everyone to go ahead and and visit that. Hello, McSpicy. How are you? And again, every uh, our, my website includes the human trafficking information, both from the FBI list and the New York State list. So please feel free anytime to visit that website where you will find the information of missing children. Um, www.saltycoffeepodcast.com. Um, and feel free to go visit there and, and if you ever feel like you can't find something, just go onto my website. And, and if I'm missing something on my website, please let me know. Uh, yes, um, Circle of the Gods tomorrow, 9 p.m. Um, myself, Elion Priest, Dub. Uh, Dub's not gonna be there tomorrow for the introduction because of some other things he have to do. But he will be joining into the show and we're opening up this round table for men uh to have open discussions uh we're going to talk about a lot of different things controversial uh conversations because at the end of the day we do want to try to close this gap so we can really eradicate you know what's going on between men and women and then give men a safe place to come uh, who feel like they don't have a voice, like anytime they want to say something, they, that, that the fear of being met with aggression because of certain things. But my 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 whole job is to open up a place where we can have conversations, where we can understand our women and do what we need to do. Thank you. Let's see. I'm just going to go over... So, Titi, you have um, a couple of talks, but I don't see anything scheduled moving forward. Anita Louise also um, doesn't have any talks that are new. Venus, I'm going to follow you. Let's see. Do you have any scheduled talks? Oh, Clean With Is Us. 
I don't know what IS, I don't know. But that was today. And Shonda, do you have any talks? No, no talks. Okay. So um, please make sure you follow each other. And I'll see you guys soon. I'm not generally here, but all of my talks can be found on my website um, because I'm usually on Anchor and Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker, and iTunes, I believe. Um, and this is something new, the Spatial IO, and you can go in there, have a nice little walk, um, check out all of the gallery, and then um, if I find you in my on my office on that space, feel free to visit me there as well. And if you need a courses or anything on how to do Canva, I do every everything on my website. I do it myself, um, including the website. I mean, it's through GoDaddy and it just has a template, but um, I update all the information myself every day. So if you need any help with uh, creating a website or information about how that works, how podcasting works, please feel free to reach out for free. Um, yeah, I'll be doing um, talks in the future. You can catch me at the 420 um, Stereo Awards. I'll be doing some cannabis talks and how I got into the cannabis industry and more intellectual talks and fun kind of like reviews of movies. Um, so yeah, I'll be on the app. Follow me and you'll see me. Thanks for the wonderful, um, engaging conversation. Okay, Venus, that's awesome because that's usually the people that I interview outside of stereo. So I usually interview uh, people who have businesses and if you're, you're welcome to be um, part of the Salty Coffee podcast um, outside of the stereo where we do uh, the interviews of what you do. And I will appreciate it if you um, come on over <laughs> and do an interview. Um, for the first time, I will be interviewing my youngest daughter who's 26. She's a resident hall director in, in the university and I'm so proud of her. And she's been asking me to interview her for like two years <laughs> now. And I kept telling her, you're not ready, you're not ready. I'm not even ready. Um, I don't feel like I'm a professional professional at it yet, but I'm getting there. And so, yeah, that's gonna be on February 11. Um, we don't know the time yet because that's the day of my birthday as well. So that's gonna be fun um, interviewing her. And the topic is Generation X versus Millennials slash Generation Y because she's actually was born on the cusp of Millennial and Generation Y. This is what she told me. I really can't understand that whole concept of the generation stuff, but it's going to be fun. Um, I was born in the 70s. She was born in 96. So it's going to be very interesting talk, <laughs> to say the least. But hopefully she won't, you know, ask me any personal questions while we're up there. But I'm excited um, to interview my own daughter. And moving forward, we're pro if it goes well, she said she would want to do a talk with me. So because she wants to get into podcasting. And I'm, I'm excited about that. Well, Everyone, if you don't have any more messages, thank you so much for stopping by and please keep in touch. And I'm always here for you. Um, if you don't uh, hear from me, like if you call me, I'm probably interviewing someone, pre-interviewing or doing something. I'm always busy, but I can always find time for my family here in stereo. I love you so much. Take care of yourself and have a good night.